From VinePair's New York City headquarters, I'm Adam Teeter. And I'm Joanna Sherino. And in Seattle, Washington, I'm Zach Jabal. And this is the VinePair Podcast, and we're all back in the same audio, audio room. Not the same <laughs> actual room, because Zach's not here, but that's how it always is, usually. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, Joanna, how you feeling? You know, 90%. 90%. Yeah. Did you hear, uh, I don't know if you listened last I did, week. But I that, did. That Zach does the podcast even with Strap. Well, you know why? Why? Because Zach is much stronger and smarter <laughs> and braver and better than me. <laughs> He's just generally a better person. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of what he was trying to say when mm-hmm. he made that little comment. I, know, I, know. I thought uh-huh. I thought the point was I had less common sense. I probably Ooh, shouldn't. Have. I don't think that's how it was. Uh, reader, no. dear listeners, you let us know what you thought he was trying to say. <laughs> uh, but we're glad we're, we are very very glad to have you back. Yes, um, happy to be back. And since you are you know back Friday first Friday since last Friday, what have you been reading? There was a really great piece on the site this week uh, from writer Ashley Scobie about the some of the obstacles facing black distillery owners in Con- in Kentucky specifically, um, and the inroads that they're making in such a heritage driven industry. Um, I really like that piece. I did too. I think it's something people don't really consider. Uh, there's been obviously a very long history of African American people. Um, as part of the whiskey bourbon industry. But now, you know, there are a number of Black-owned brands and there are just certain disadvantages uh, that they're facing. And so I, uh, this piece kind of outlines that, speaks to a number of distillery owners. Um, I thought it was a a great piece. Uh, What about you, Zach? The piece about uh, the trendiest shot to order right now, I thought was really interesting. You know, we've talked on the pod a few times about shot culture and kind of like where it's going or (laughs) where it might be. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it just, it is very interesting to me to, to read kind of how, I don't know, how kind of people are doing this and what, what, like whether we're talking about something that's like more kind of aimed at, industry people or people who want to seem kind of in the know versus what just really is popular uh, and people enjoy drinking. Yeah, just kind of interesting insight for me. But I will say that I can't decide if I'm more intrigued or disgusted by one in particular, which is the uh, George Dickel Sour Mash and Au Jus <laughs> combo. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm open to the possibility that it could be good. I like each of those things on their own. But... I guess I might have to take a trip to Denver just to find out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, what is it called? Like a bull shot? Yeah. Yeah. Bull's blood, I think, sometimes. See it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, like I said, could work. I don't know. Yeah. Adam, how about you? <laughs> uh, I mean, the one thing that was the most anticipated thing we published this week was the best, bur- the 30 best bourbons of the year. Yeah. Uh, which Tim tasted a ton of bourbon. I think he actually mentions in the opening 141. Of the 141. <laughs> uh, and 30 made the list. And it's always just interesting to see uh, what is happening in bourbon still obviously very, very popular. Um, you know, and the big distilleries are obviously represented, but then that mm-hmm. there's a lot of smaller labels that are starting to become much better. Uh, maybe some labels people don't know, which I think is really great about this list and lots of stuff to go out and buy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that we, was, we actually taste all of these. Yeah, we do. Also. And, you know, that was also what I think is really interesting is, you know, there's all this new data out there that um, the majority of the publications um, that are now gaming the system with Google to play the SEO game, like, aren't tasting 
aren't reviewing, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So if you like, if you go to publications like see what best, like what your favorite suitcase should be, like it's possible they didn't even like review it at all. They just like came up with yeah. ten to get uh, affiliate dollars. We don't do that. We don't have affiliate uh, any affiliate links on this specifically because it's this is an editorial endeavor. Uh, but I thought that was uh, always a great piece, and yeah. So that was what I read this week. Nice. It's been really busy too. Yeah. It was. I mean, I read the whole site, but I just you know that was the one that I was really interested in. Uh, Joanna. We're going to drink some stuff today. Talk about your topic. Okay. What I wanted to talk about, so a few weekends ago was the Super Bowl. Was I don't it? I really did. participate or oh. partake myself, but I happened to be watching at one point and was struck <laughs> by... <laughs> okay. It's truly, I was, I was struck by a commercial from the soda brand Poppy. Yes. And this was Poppy's first Super Bowl spot. Yes. Um, and... I just thought it was really interesting because their whole positioning is, you know, the future of soda is now. Soda's back. I think that's it. It's right. Soda's back. Soda's back. And soda's cool, man. And I was just like, where did soda go? When did soda ever go away? No. And and so I, I just thought it would be, you know, it made me think like, what's what's actually happening with big soda? That's these new fangled health, quote unquote, healthy brands are. Uh, you know, paying money for a Super Bowl advertisement, have enough money for a Super Bowl yeah. advertisement, I should say. And so I thought we could talk about it. We have some poppy classic cola here okay. to talk about. But the other part of this also was that Coca-Cola recently announced a new permanent flavor to its line of spiced Coke. And you might be wondering, what is spiced Coke? Uh, I very much am wondering what spiced <laughs> Coke Adam, is. Adam, will you tell us what it is? Because you've got the bottle. It just says, uh, I'm 100% recycled bottle. Okay. It's raspberry. <laughs> it's raspberry, because you have to look it up, right? Raspberry so, spiced Coke. Raspberry. So and that's not definitely flavors. not implied in spiced Coke, that's but it's spiced. raspberry and spices. And I think the reasoning behind this um, this flavor addition was because, as we know, spiced flavors people are really into those right now like spicy or spices <laughs> i don't know i believe we will find out but i would be surprised if it were spicy i think it's going to be like your cardamoms and cloves and yeah such. that's what i think it's like baking spices but anyway i thought this was really interesting so this is coke's attempt to remain relevant to appeal to the people who are now buying healthy soda then i was taking a look and then there's another component of this which is that coca-cola there's a bloomberg article recently that said that coca-cola was a potential bidder for poppy and uh you know this was their attempt to kind of get in on they may buy it may buy it right they're gonna buy it to get in on the healthy soda craze that's happening and to continue to diversify their portfolio anyway i want to talk about this with you guys like what's what is the future of soda doesn't most of the country still drink straight up coke yes what do you think of healthy soda i mean i think that this is you know this company is very very successful, right? Poppy, Poppy Poppy is like the number one seller on but, Amazon and some shit. But what is like you mean number one soda seller on Amazon, right? Yeah. But what is like successful mean in the healthy soda market? And is it really? I mean, like, look if you look at the side of the camera, Poppy. Okay, fine. Twenty five calories, three percent juice, 
five grams of sugar, so not a lot of sugar. Yeah. Um, and it's made with sparkling water, cane <clears throat> sugar, apple juice, fruit juice, organic apple cider vinegar, organic agave inulin, natural flavors, stevia, natural tartaric acid, natural <laughs> caffeine. Interesting. Uh, I also really don't like that it's called a prebiotic soda, that it's good for my gut health, because I also think that means that they're just trying to um, go ahead and cover their bases when you have to poop uh, after drinking it. But that's just my, my thought. Wait, can I tell you something? This is really interesting yeah. to me as well. We were talking about Poppy in particular in the editorial meeting earlier this week, and Olivia shared that Poppy was a rebrand from what this was originally called. And if you look at the packaging, it's just so so different the original product was called mother hmm. mother like like mother of a kombucha kind of thing right. like a vinegar mother yeah yeah and it was in a package in a glass bottle the branding was so so different and then i actually should probably research this more and read more about the rebranding because it's so different and now so successful and kind of looks like a lot of the other like the Olipops and the other yeah. f- new healthy soda brands. Interesting. So, Zach, wanna, what do you think? I, well, so I think the first thing that I want to discuss here, or the first thing that jumps to mind to me is, you know, the question you posed a moment ago, Joanna, about like what happened to big soda? Is there any real reason to think that <clears throat> your your sort of mainstream, you know, completely every you know ubiquitous brands, your Coca Colas, your Pepsi's, et cetera? Is there anything actually going on with them? Are they, you know, we don't, at least I don't follow that industry as closely as I follow beverage alcohol. So it's, it's hard to know. It's harder for me to just off the top of my head say like, oh, you know, they're seeing shifting demographics or losing customer share, but it wouldn't shock me to find that that could be going on because again, I'm looking at this bottle of the Coca-Cola Spice, which is a, you know, 20, 20 ounce bottle. It's just what happened to be at the store when I went to buy it. And it's, you know, 250 calories. It's. If you look at the label, it's 134% of your recommended daily allowance for added <laughs> sugar, um, which, you know, generally we don't try to go above 100. It would be a good good goal there normally. Um, and, you know, for me, like personally, I stopped drinking soda, got over 20 years ago, in part because I just couldn't explain to myself why, you know, if I was going to have calories in my drinks, if I was going to drink something besides water, I wanted it to be something that was more interesting to me than soda was. And also, mm-hmm. had you know didn't have the same negative downstream effects that I think, you know, a lot of sugar can have. Again, that's a whole sort of piece of this conversation, I think. And so Coca-Cola and similar companies, I think, are probably facing at least some of that. And at the same time, we've never been faced with more or given more kind of sparkling beverage options. You know, we tried we've tried Spindrift on the pod. We've certainly talked about seltzers. We, um, mm-hmm. you know, we've all talked about things like Casamara Club, which are like similarly similar caloric count to the poppy with a different bent Mm -hmm. so i think to for me there's the one that's like is part of what's driving some of this just people want flavor but they can't tell they just can't convince themselves that a that a traditional high sugar soda is worth it or are the other sort of health you know purported health benefits what's driving this i don't know well i i do know just to to reference the actual uh, data like PepsiCo's sales dropped a little bit in 2023. Coke's did not, um, and that they're attributing that to um, price higher prices. Like okay. shoppers were put off by higher prices, which I think is really interesting because I think these these healthy sodas are 
pretty expensive, I think, compared to like a can of Coke, which is also interesting. Yeah, they are. I mean, I, to me, this is soda's uh, low and no ah, moment, right? So I like that. This is the same idea. This is there is a small population that is interested in these kinds of drinks and is fueling some growth. I think Poppy is by far the market leader in this space in the same way that it's funny this morning we were talking about athletic um Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you guys have seen recently the interview that uh the whole foods buyer did the the beer buyer national beer buyer that like they're basically not taking on any new na beers right at all but doesn't athletic like sells crazy for yes right yeah basically Mm -hmm. and like basically what they realize is like consumers want an na option but they don't want choice in the they're, as long as they find a good one, which has now become athletic. Mm-hmm. They're not looking to switch from athletic to something else. You know, the next time they go to the grocery store, and then something else the next time, because like the what the athletic is is their option when they don't want to drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. So they as just long need as, one, right? They just need one, and then for the uh, for the rest of the country, who athletic is chasing really is Heineken zero zero, right? So like that's for everybody else who likes that more, like macro style beer right and no one else is really looking for an alternative there and i think this is the same space where like if you are looking for soda but you want something healthy at this point it is poppy and that's really it so like if coke buys this pepsi's kind of shit out of luck in a lot of ways um there's or they go for like olipop or something right but there's there's i mean but you never really see olipop that often as much as you see poppy i think olipops i mean their brandings are basically identical though yeah but but i also think that you are seeing these, you know, there's a lot more noise than there is actual facts, right? So I think that soda for a long time now in the same way as alcohol is trying to figure out how it protects itself against a time when people drink less of it, right? So what are other areas that it should move into in order to continue to be uh, extremely profitable? Coke has done an incredible job of being this insanely valuable brand and building a culture around their products. Uh, But, you know, there's always a possibility that we continue to realize that it's, like, not super awesome for us and that they start to lose a lot of their cachet, a lot of their dollars, et cetera, and they need to have other revenue streams. That's why there's also been a lot of flirtation with Coke in alcohol, Yeah, interestingly, right? Uh, They have a huge partnership now with Brown Foreman where they are – they've combined to make Jack and Coke, which apparently is doing – pretty well just launched but like very smart should have done it a long time ago um and they're doing jack and coke jack and coke zero there's rumors that there's going to be other jack with coke product mm-hmm. combinations um so they're playing there we saw pepsi play as well with the licensing of the of mountain dew yeah right to do hard mountain dew so they're all trying to figure out other places to play i think this is why this is happening on on the healthy side as well they're just like okay well you know how do we still capture someone who wants to somewhat drink soda, likes the soda flavor, but wants to feel like they're healthier when they're drinking soda? Yeah. I wanted to mention that, too, because I think that's the other layer to this is this idea that it's not like a diet soda and it's not like it is. This is overtly trying to be health, healthy yes. and healthful. It's a prebiotic soda. And that's what it says. Like, it's not just fewer calories and less sugar, but. It is saying that you're getting all of these other good, like, health properties from it by drinking it. And I think people, that is very appealing to people, too. Yeah, I mean, on the side of it, it's saying it's a prebiotic for a healthy gut. 
infused with apple cider vinegar. They're just assuming you're going to think that that's healthy. Right. And then the other health marks are natural caffeine and immunity sidekick. Oh, yeah. Why? But also, like, that. What, what makes me – these parts actually make me more nervous because – and I think we talked about this before, too. Like, with the whole – even all of the weird sort of uh, adaptogen Reishi, drinks. Ashwagandha. I actually don't know what they are going to do to me or make me feel. At least I know that, like, Coca-Cola is going to make me feel like I have a little bit of a tummy ache in the same way that, like, I have a tummy ache if I have a Snickers or something, right? Like, to be a little bit too much sugar. Like, but – other than that, I'm gonna be okay. And what? Like, I don't like. This could literally have me on the toilet for 24 hours. <laughs> this, this. Please pocket. do not report back. If so, I don't. I just know. don't. I just don't know what it's gonna do. That's all I'm saying. You know, I don't know what it's gonna do. Yeah. So and, yeah. and you know, I've thought about that with a lot people of people are willing to find out. Exactly. Yeah. People, gut health. People, people love re- gut health. People really Adam. fuck around their gut a lot more than I would. <laughs> so like, I just am like, you know what. Calm down with your gut, man. It's like, <laughs> take care. Stop putting a lot of random shit in it. Like, I just, and I I also am one of these people that, like, again, I know that I'm a minority here. Well, maybe I'm not. I, I know there's a population that wants to just replace some a vice with something that's healthier for them. But right. I'm of the opinion, again, I don't drink Coke. I drink water. Like, I, in the same way that I don't drink athletic, <clears> I drink water. But I know a lot of people now in the alcohol world I talk to who tell me they've become devoted athletic drinkers right like athletic is their beer on the nights they don't drink drink and i'm like but why because that's what they want they want to have two something that tastes like alcohol and on the let's say sunday monday and tuesday they are dry because they work in the business they drink athletic i don't get it but whatever and i could see this is the same for someone who drinks poppy like well i would rather have a coke i'm a i I grew up drinking coke i had coke at at lunch every day so i drink poppy every day it just for me, I don't know. I'm very interested to try this. I'm a little scared, actually, um, but I do think that that's exactly what this is. And everyone's kind of every every in every food industry is kind of going through this, right? You're seeing like, I mean, think about even going down the snack aisle, <clears throat> and now all of the the different chips you see that are healthier versions, yeah. right? The different crackers you see that are healthier versions. Was it one of them called like Sim- Simple Time or? good enough for something one's like good g-o-o-d oh yeah you see and it's like and they make a version of pringles that are better than pringles or like cereal right too. and so everyone's saying like we all like this shit right we all like these consumer packaged goods that uh that were delicious and were engineered to be delicious but now we're saying okay these are engineered to be almost as delicious but they're a little bit better for you like the healthy i'm sorry if i'm gonna eat a fucking reese's i'm gonna eat a fucking reese's i don't need a healthier version of reese's cup well yeah well, it's like the excess conversation that we've had yes. a long time ago, like the snack wells, right? Yes. Like eating a whole thing of snack wells is not, not better for you. Right. I mean, have you guys ever had these these new – this is a crazy now tangent we're going on, but like these new gummy bears that are supposed to be good for you that are with stevia. They are not chewy. They're not gummy. They're just like Was it like a Swedish fish or something? Yeah, they're gross. <laughs> I hate – whatever this brand is, Simply Good or – I got to look this up now. But like they're not good. They're not good. And but we're seeing this everywhere. But it's like a suitable replacement for people. Yeah, yeah. Debatable. Smart sweets. Smart sweets. Fuck oh, you, yes, smart, I know smart sweets. sweets. <laughs> and unreal. Fuck you, unreal. Get the shit oh, out yes, of here. Yes, I know unreal. Yeah. Like, <gasps> unreal. Let's just. I'm sorry. Get off of here. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I think we should try these. Yeah. Yes. Um, do you, where do you guys want to start? Are we starting uh, with the poppy? Poppy for sure. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna smell it. I mean, it does smell like Coke. Yeah. 
It's cola. That's coming from the vinegar, maybe. Cola e, yeah. Cola e. Almost like a I'm almost scared. like a cola gummy. I'm Co- scared. You know that? You know that scent? Mm-hmm. It tastes fake. Yeah, it's it, you, all I taste is stevia. It tastes like the grossest diet coke you've ever had. <laughs> this is but w- plus water. This is oh, horrible. this tastes like diet coke with ice in with it. With the ice, it's at the very bottom. Yeah, this is garbage. <laughs> no, this is garbage. I mean, like, oh, it's much sweeter than I ex- was expecting it to be. I, I well, it's I'm all the, the stevia. Admit, like, yeah, I'm the first to admit that Mexican coke is better than regular coke. Real sugar is much better than corn syrup. In terms of the flavor. Isn't that like a wild, widely held belief, though? Everybody loves Mexican Coke? Yes. But then the, then the difference is I've heard people say that, like, but it's actually not that much healthier for you in terms of that, like, oh, the, it's, the it's amount of sugar argument. is still super. No, some, there, there was people who were like, but this is all sugar and that's corn syrup. And it's like the amount oh, of yeah. sweetener is still just as yeah. high. Um, this is gross. It's kind of got a vaguely, like, bubblegum. I don't like it. Flavor to it, too. I don't yeah. like it. My gut wouldn't like it. I don't you feel don't know. like. I don't think I'm doing anything for my immune system. I don't know. Joanna's going to come. come, come I'm going to be 100% for, after this. <laughs> just the poppy, like, you know, fucking Popeye here eating her spinach. <laughs> Joanna's just, never going to miss a podcast again. No. Not without Just my, like Zach. Uh, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. This is, I mean, I'm the one reacting so strongly to this, but I'm, <laughs> I'm curious. It's just, well, I'm also not a Diet Coke fan. Mm. Yeah. I don't like fake sweeteners. Yeah. No, I'm like, with you. And no, we don't. <laughs> so here's the other piece of this that I'm very curious about, and we didn't really, we didn't really talk about this yet. But another interesting thing to me is, I don't know what it was for the two of you, but like I bought this at uh, at a Kroger grocery store not that far from my house, and it was like two fifty for the can. Yeah. And to me, given that it's been a while since I've had Diet Coke, but given that I don't think it tastes much different or appreciably better than a thing I don't already like. It's hard for me to understand who exactly like, I guess if you like diet Coke, but also like the idea that this is supposedly maybe has some health benefits on unclear. This and is also, for the Gia drinker. Let's be honest, I guess. Mm. And but you're also comfortable dropping all, you know, like I think the six packs were like 12 bucks or something. It's yeah. like, that's yeah. a lot of money for your soda fix. I mean, again, we've had this conversation. It's my issue a little bit with some of the, a lot of the sort of NA, stuff the you know, the, and it can't cocktails the hop waters etc it's like at some point are people going to just be like you know what this is i'm paying a lot of money for what is an ens- what is in essence sparkling water and if i'm not getting alcohol through it or in this case i'm not getting the kind of like i'm not getting a, a appreciably better flavor that i get from a thing that probably i could buy a six pack of for four bucks or something i don't know what a six pack of diet coke costs but it can't be very much these days even still I just feel like, it, yeah, it, I just feel like it's really hard to, to me, it's just really hard to understand how this has any kind of growth potential. Because at least with the NA beer, as we talked about when we've talked about it, the audience for NA beer is people who like drinking beer and just want something different from time to time. And those people are comfortable, I think, paying a similar price for NA beer that they are for alcoholic beer, even if maybe we think there's something, you know, maybe if some people find that distinction or find their find that to be a little bit off. Like, well, there's no alcohol in it. Why am I paying the same amount? But here, I just I can't I can't I just it's hard for me to understand who the audi- who the large scale audience is for this. I uh, yeah I don't know. I think that people really like soda. I think that if you have a soda habit, that 
I, this is closer to this tastes closer to like diet soda to me than I was yeah. expecting it to. And yeah. now I kind of understand. Oh, my tummy's already rumbling. Why? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, we better well, hurry up. I better get out of here. <laughs> why? Um, why the like health part of it um, is probably what sells it to most people. I mean, like, maybe look- you love Diet Coke, but you know that it's not good for you to drink so much Diet Coke. So you switch to poppy because like- it's good for your gut. I don't know the answer to this, but my guess is that, like, for brands like Diet Coke, a lot of their profit comes from people who are, frankly, like, addicts, more or less, right? Yes. Like, they're the people we know who drink – I've known plenty of people like this in my life who drink, like, three cans a day. Yep. And in some sense, it's hard for me to envision – unless you are – I mean, there are certainly the quite affluent among those. But that – you know, when you're, when you're adding I – mean, maybe it doesn't seem like a lot of people, but if you're going to three cans of – this a day as opposed to Diet Coke and you're spending an extra five bucks a day on your soda habit, like, are a lot of those people really going to make that transition? I, I, I don't know. Maybe some, maybe a, kind of, but it's just a little, again, I, I'd be curious maybe to, at some point, uh, for my own set, curiosity, taste some of the other flavors because they do have a wide range of yeah, flavors. Yeah, I was going to say that too. We, I think we have to say that, that they have so many flavors. Yeah. And it's possible that some of them for people stick because they're just either feel less like an existing product that's cheaper or are better or both and maybe those are the flavors that do well and maybe the cola doesn't or has a very small kind of footprint that kind of brings us to our spiced coke yeah yeah but i let me finish my 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 i'm not done well no so just if you if you read if you you do a little Mm -hmm. research on the brand right they've raised about 53 million dollars that's why it's everywhere and they attribute their full success to an issue we talked about recently on the podcast, which is that it's TikTok virality. And as we've discussed before, you do not, you get a lot of positive press, et cetera, from going viral on TikTok, but you actually don't build a brand that way. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the reason people are talking about this brand right now is because it's gone viral on TikTok. I have a very hard time believing that there's a ton of repeat customers of this just because like, it's not very good. And at the end of the day, I don't think there's enough people out. I think there's a lot of people who feel guilty about their their soda. consumption of soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. they will try <laughs> this. I don't think that this is going to to win a lot of people over in the same way that I don't – Athletic is the only player in the game and it's doing very well. But it's not going to convert a bunch of people who are beer drinkers to not being beer drinkers anymore but only being NA drinkers. Mm-hmm. I think this might be a – habit switcher for people where it's like once in a while they have a poppy because they feel so guilty about how much diet coke they're drinking or how much sprite etc i also think like a lot of the flavors play to where they're from like cherry limeade strawberry limeade those those sound like sonic flavors to me and they're Mm. a texas company so okay um but at the end of the day i I don't i I think this is going to be a very a a successful but small soda brand that appeals to the same kind of a population that is not feels guilty about you know their alcohol consumption because they the only way they can regulate that consumption is by having an alternative that is healthier Maybe. for them yeah that that's kind of what i think that this is let's try the coke yeah let's try the coke i also think that the poppy is probably a very popular mi- mixer for younger people there's if this the, would be a shit mixer yeah but it's less calories right and if you're just trying to con- conceal and mask the you, flavor young, of but, alcohol but then buy diet coke I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So I wonder what this would taste else. like with some rum. <laughs> well, well we I know can, how you we can, can make that out. happen. Yeah, I know. I'm wondering if we should. I think you would just taste. I mean, yeah. I don't know. All right, here we go. 
Ooh, woof. <laughs> you smell it? No. Ugh. You're all the way across the room, I know, Joanna. but it... it, it <clears throat> here, you have this one. My son, my son was having a uh, blue raspberry lollipop yeah. the other day, and it's That's giving me some blue like. raspberry vibes. <laughs> this ain't no healthy no. soda, Joanna. No. no this smells not. like a cherry bomb pop. Like a raspberry it bomb pop. Like yeah. a blue, blue raspberry lollipop, for sure. <laughs> you can take, you can take, tastes, the, you can take that, the kid out of the South, but you no, can't take the South I, out I of the I don't like it at all. It mm-hmm. tastes really fake. And I know that Coke already like, tastes fake. Like fake flavor. But this tastes like really fake flavor. No, Coke doesn't taste fake. Coke tastes like Coke. I guess that's true. This like tastes like fake. This tastes like fake flavor. flavor on top of Coke. Ooh. I also wonder how they ended on raspberry. Raspberry. But isn't like, that a poppy flavor? Raspberry? Like that's not a common soda. This is weird. It's very weird. I mean, I get it. You already got cherry, you already got vanilla, you already got probably some other stuff that I'm not cherry aware Coke of. Cherry Coke is the best Coke. Just everyone needs to stop. <laughs> yeah. Cherry Coke out of the fountain, pebble ice. I think this is not gonna. To... This is not gonna last because it's either. people don't know what it is. Just like vanilla coke. No, but vanilla coke, you know, that's still around. Is it really? Yeah, and yeah. people know what uh, it is. Uh, and this is like what? Like if you you should have just done raspberry. I don't know. This is There's nothing spiced about yeah, this. What? It's so confusing. There's nothing. Spi- I can't believe they just did this. Anyway, I mean, you know, here this is this is <clears> the thing, right? Like. Big brands do lots of stuff to try to keep growing and continue to gain market share. And sometimes idiotic ideas turn into ideas that hit the market because the people in the big rooms convince themselves it's a great idea after they talk about it enough times. This, like, have you ever uh, heard the expression? I mean, the expression that probably a lot of people who listen to this podcast are familiar with is it's called seller palette. No. So it's like this oh, idea. Yeah. Yeah, this idea that, like. S E L L E R? C E L L A R. Okay. So the idea is like you. Oh yeah, you I only get it. taste your wines in your cellar over yeah. and over and over again, you get and like too accustomed to it. And yeah. so then maybe you miss flaws, maybe you miss yeah. other issues happening because all you're doing is comparing your wines to your. And this to me tastes like real cellar palate. So it's like <laughs> people at Coke were just like tasting this, so they're like, "This is good. This is good." And you're like, yeah. no, this actually sucks, guys. Uh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad I don't drink it soda really, because <laughs> if I did, I'd be really depressed right now. Yeah. Yeah. You but don't think you're gonna have do. to. You don't think when you go back home, you're gonna people are gonna be like, "You want a spiced Coke? A Coke? Never spiced? <laughs> Never." Yeah, right. When I go back home, they're gonna ask if I want a Coke or maybe yeah. a Jack and Coke. Mm. Could go for a Jack and Coke. They're good. <laughs> also, a Cuba Libre, also mm-hmm. very good. Yeah. Like, what are we doing, guys? Anyways, it's really interesting. Thanks for the topic. What, 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 yeah, sure. What a what a crazy departure from alcohol today. Yeah, kinda. Would you mix alcohol with this one? No, I wouldn't drink this. I bet gin, I bet Tim would drink this with gin. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Let uh, us know if you've had poppy, if you love poppy, or ah. if you love Coke, or if you've had spiced Coke. We want to know. Yeah, we do. Podcast at vinepair.com. Yeah, that was a, yeah, okay. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. <laughs> Have a great weekend. <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast, the flagship podcast of the Vine Pair Podcast Network. If you love listening to this show, or even if you don't, but I really hope that you do, as much as we really do love making it, then please drop us a review or a rating wherever it is that you get your podcast, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, 
anywhere. If you are listening to this on a device right now through an app, however you got this audio, please drop a review. It really helps everyone else discover the show. And now for some totally awesome credits. So the Vine Pair Podcast is recorded in our New York City headquarters and in Seattle, Washington in Zach Jabal's basement. It is recorded by Zach, mastered and produced by Zach. He loves all the credit. Keep giving it to him. Drop his name in the reviews. He's going to love hearing how much you love him. It is also recorded in New York City by our tastings director, Keith Beavers, who is the managing director of the entire Vine Pair Podcast Network. I'd also love to give a shout out to our editor-in-chief, Joanna Sherino, who joins us on every single podcast as our third and most important host. Thank you as well to the entire VinePair staff and everyone who's been involved in making VinePair as special as it's become. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.